What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, Ray. Hi, Ellen. My name is Rita Kay. I am Ellen Bernstein Grodsky. This, this is Call your, your Grandmother. What's the matter with you, Ellen? You're Rita, she said to say it quickly. Ellen and I are going to be your hosts for this podcast. In our own minds, we think of ourselves as... Lucy and Ethel. Lucy and Ethel, perfect. We are absolutely the Lucy and Ethel of podcasting. I want to be the Lucy. With big opinions, very dear friends, and we are going to guide you through this podcast. We're going to listen to interviews between other grandmothers and grandchildren. And Rita and I will also have an episode, each of us with a grandchild. And we will comment between us what reaction we have from those relationships. And you can picture us standing on an assembly line eating chocolate, just like Lucy and Ethel, except that instead we are giving you commentary on it. I'm going to be eating those candies, boys. We throw out opinions like they throw out candy. Jewish grandmothers are a thing. We're an emotional culture. Well, yes, but that could be an Italian grandmother, too, except that they put red sauce where we put white sauce. I mean, that's really... <laughs> As my mother would have said, Taka, who wouldn't have wanted a Jewish grandmother? There's a bunch of love. There's a bunch of food. There's a bunch of acceptance. Yes, yeah, there's a bunch of Jewish guilt. Very subtly, but it still comes out. What are we going to hear today? This is going to be my first podcast with my granddaughter, Rachel. And I think it's going to be very enlightening. Well, she's a lucky girl. Let's listen. Rita is my grandmother, my best friend, my roommate. She's 90 years old and she lives on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. She wasn't born in Manhattan though. The minute I open my mouth, they know it could be the Brooklyn or 718 Queens. Remember when we went to Paris, they started speaking Spanish to you and then you open your mouth and then they realized they were dead wrong. Or they think I'm Italian just because I'm a hair is dark. 
Rita is vivacious. She's fun, she loves life, and she loves her family most of all. Oh, Rachel's the best. Besides my grandchild, she's a great girl. She's kind and she's unassuming and she's not a fancy con. She's just a down-to-earth and I'm very smart. I honestly tell people I think she's my best friend. Like, I tell her everything. I always say to her, Rachel, you're my favorite granddaughter, but she really is my favorite person. And I tell her things that I wouldn't tell my mother. What can I tell you? She's going to get the jewelry. <laughs> Rachel, are you wearing your earrings? I don't know if these are yours. Oh, no, she wears little jewelry. I like big jewelry. Not fancy, but, you know, makes a statement. If you wear a piece of jewelry, you want something that, oh, that's pretty, you know. I call Rita mom because growing up, my mother called her mom, and we ended up calling her mom out of imitation, and it just kind of stuck. Ellen, who's Rachel's mother, became mommy, and I'm mom. So people say, how do they know? I said, don't worry, they know who's mom and who's mommy. It's funny. Such a short grandma, not such a tall granddaughter. It's a spectacle of sorts. It is, it is. We're a full foot, at least a foot difference. At least a foot difference. She gets a height from the father and she gets the brain from our family. Listen, if Rachel's not embarrassed, I'm not embarrassed. I can never be embarrassed of you, Rita. But it's funny. We do, like, family things. We do things for fun. We go to the museum together. We go to shows together. We go to Trader Joe's together. <laughs> we go to Trader Joe's because I have a big wagon. And she carries the wagon. You know, I take my shopping cart. I go to, I says, Rachel, I miss you. I can't go to Trader Joe's. I think we have similar interests, different tastes in music. I'm trying to expand your TV show. I'm trying to get her into opera. I'm trying to get you into Netflix. Oh, yes, you put me on Netflix. <laughs> Crown, we were watching. Yeah. But the thing is, she doesn't remember which episode she's seen. So we have to watch the episode to figure if she's seen it before. It's so cool. And then weeks go by and she forgets how to log in. And then I come back and show her how to do it and she'll forget all over again. I'm very bad. You kids grew up with it. I mean, they learned the computer in school and kindergarten. It wasn't until I graduated and I moved in with her out of circumstance that we discovered each other as like adults. And we've been having a great time ever since. I said, Rachel, I have this huge king-size bed, so anytime you come to the city, stay over, which she started to. She lived with me for six months, and it really, as Rachel said, solidified our relationship. Every night, she'd get into bed, and we had a little book. What was the name of the book? It was like Chicken Soup for the Soul. Chicken Soup for the Soul. And every night, she'd say, you're ready for a story tonight, Mom? <laughs> but Monday night was a special night because we used to do the, the Sunday Times puzzle out of my league. she come home and the ones I couldn't get, Rachel, look at the puzzle. Two minutes, she had the whole thing done. It's such a sweet, good relationship. What a voice. I'm telling you, you you guys got to be nuts to want me on this podcast with that voice. The voice is one thing. The personality is something entirely different. But they're different. not seeing the personality, just listening to that voice. Oh, my God. That's all right. The personality comes right through the voice. Oh, my God. I think the, the discussion between Rachel and myself, Ellen, you, you remark, I think it was very natural, and it is what it is, is the way we are together. Her granddaughter has Rita pegged to a T. There's a Yiddish expression, Vus is often long, is often tongue. What's in your heart is on your lips. And that's Rita. 
She says what's in her heart, and that's what I love about her the most. Well, it was meant to be. That's how I feel. Like, this podcast was meant to be. Our friendship was meant to be. She's one of the best people I ever knew. Okay, I'm reading these part titles, and I see part one is Rita Plays Potsy and other things modern kids don't know about. I know what Potsy is. Let's listen. It was so different growing up. I mean, it was a lovely neighborhood, and nobody was afraid that kids would get kidnapped. We didn't have an iPhone. We didn't have a computer. We used to play school. Today, the kids, I can't stand it. They sit, and it's like another arm. In this arm is a phone, and they don't let that phone die. These are kids. What do they need the phone? They have such important business that they're waiting for a client to call? No. They don't have imagination. Everything is in front of them. What can I tell you? I don't know if you think I'm wrong or I think I'm right. Am I right? It, it's different. You're right. You ever see a kid doing jump rope? Never. I see them all the time. What are you talking about? Where? In the park. You live near the park. Go to the park. Roller skating. We used to roller skate. People still roller skate, Mom. I don't know what to tell you. You just got to look outside. Do you ever play Potsy? No, what's Potsy? Potsy is where you make numbers. On this, and then you have a rest at the end. You throw your pot. Are you talking about hopscotch? Hopscotch. <laughs> we used to call them pots. Just because you don't do it doesn't mean other people aren't still doing it. Yeah, we used to play with a house key. Not a rock? Well, whatever didn't roll. You know, a rock sometimes rolls. Oh. We used to listen to the radio, not television. And you can imagine the whole thing in front of you. My gal Sal and Stella Dallas. And you can imagine the settings. Well, it's interesting you say that because now we've come basically full circle with like podcasts. It's all audio. There's storytelling. Yeah, no, that's good. Thinking doesn't kill you. What did you and your friends do for fun like in junior high? We had a club, and it was called the Artisans, which, if you look at it, is Sinatra backward. We were 13 girls. We were all Sinatra fans. (laughs) It was a social club. We used to have parties and invite boys. At the Paramount Theater on Broadway, Frank Sinatra used to sing there. The 13 of us would go down at 6 in the morning with lunch bags, and we would sit in the theater all day. You know, they figured people will leave after the first show, but we had our lunch, so we didn't kill. He was fabulous. Well, Rita and I have a little age difference, but I do remember a lot of the things that Rita was talking about. We did jump rope, and we did play house, and, I mean, technology was when I was 16 years old and got my own princess phone. I used to sit on the phone with my little girlfriend. We used to talk back and forth. That was a big deal. So one day I said to uh, Rachel's mother, doesn't Rachel have friends? Mom, she says, they don't talk on the phone anymore. They text. But talking to a little girlfriend on the phone, it's so different than texting back well, and forth. Well, it's more personal. I, I, There's much more. When you hear a voice, it's certainly no. more personal than when you're looking at words. And you know if your friend's in a bad mood, if she's sad, if she's glad, if she's happy. Somebody can always shoot you an emoji of an unhappy face and you know just how somebody is feeling today. Right, yeah, right, emoji. I'm glad to see. Peter, don't answer it. It's Melbourne. Well, I don't know anybody in Melbourne. It's probably one of those... (laughs) 
commercial. No, it's, uh, you know that I actually got one of those calls that my grandson was in trouble and that I should send $2,500. Oh, I've gotten three and, of them. That's right. Do you want to talk to I said, listen to me. I'm tired of giving money for my grandson. He's such a bad boy. I said, you tell him to sit in jail. I'm not giving any more money. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> the next time I get one, that's a good line. Ellen, I think we're going to have to stop now. We have to go to a commercial break. But don't worry, we'll come back because we got a lot more to say, right? Right. We always have a lot more to say. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Next up, we have part two. Part two, Meg the Nudge. Tell me about your dad. I was closer to my father than I was to my mother. I have to say, I admired my father. He was very smart. He was the youngest of eight children, the only one that ever went to college. And in those years, to go to college, and his Jewish guy became a lawyer. He changed the name. I have to say, my maiden name was Kivet, K-I-V-E-T-T. My father's name really was Kivowitz. But in those years, you had to change your name. And he was short. He was about 5'4". But he had a terrific personality, and I kind of related to him. I was short growing up, and it was sort of hard for me. And I made up my mind... Everybody said, oh, Rita, you got such a good personality. And I always think to myself, if I was a normal height, not short, maybe I wouldn't have my personality because you got to make a way for yourself some way. And I did. And I always had a lot of friends. And it's what you make of yourself. What about your mom? She wasn't very affectionate. I have to say this. And she was very social. She had three husbands. My father died at 65. And in those years, a woman is only recognized if she's with a man. The second husband was a very nice-looking man, very immaculate. He always wore a navy blazer, and his hair was like my color, but sleek back, really nice. And 
They liked each other. And he was a great guy. My sister and I loved him. He was such a nice guy. They were married for about 11, 12 years, and he died of a heart attack. Okay, so she's single again. So now she's in her 70s. Again, she meets a man who we couldn't stand, my sister and I. We called him Ned the Nudge. He was, like, so invasive. Ned the Nudge was always around. We couldn't get rid of him. And he was cheap as cheap could be. He didn't drive. So wherever they went, she drove. She'd pick him up. I was with her once. They go to Philip, and he comes to her, and he says, B, where's your credit card for the gas? Well, I thought I would die. My sister and I couldn't stand him. So he said, all right, just don't marry him. One Sunday morning, my sister comes knocking on my daughter. Rita, you won't believe it. What? Mother's marrying Ned. We jumped out of bed. What do you mean? She's going to marry Ned. I can't believe it. So I said, well, we got to make sure she at least signs a prenuptial because she was much better off than he was. So I said to my mother, make sure you get a prenup. No, he's not like that. He's not like that mother. Yep. All right, I'll do it after we're married. Mom, no. A prenuptial, you can't do him. Oh, this is what she says. I like to walk into a restaurant on the arm of a man. So I said to her, let's find her an arm. We'll give her an arm. A man's arm will give her the arm. She'll walk into the restaurant. Let's give her an arm. And then she'd always, once we're in a restaurant and there's a group of women sitting, having dinner, enjoying themselves, then my mother looks at it. Isn't that a pity? I said, what do you mean? Well, what's a pity? They're having a good time. They're four nice women enjoying dinner. I said, I'd rather be with four exciting, interesting women than one dull husband. Well, uh, you know, my parents were married until well, my mother was five years older than my father. Oh, really? I never knew that. Look at what comes up on the podcast. That's right. <laughs> and, I'm telling uh, you, girls, this is a therapy. Things are coming out that it we is. never knew. It, it really is. Well, let me just say this. In order to make a living, you knew that there were certain Jewish prejudices. And today, nobody changes their name. Not movie stars. Jewish lawyers are held in high esteem. Jewish doctors are held in high esteem. Some were funny names that you wanted to change, because when I met Phil, all his father's brothers had changed their name from Klinkenstein to K. I said, listen, if you want me to marry you, you got to change your name like your father's brothers. I'm leaving a lovely name, Kivet, and I'm going to go into Klinkenstein? No way. <laughs> well, I was always Ellen Bernstein. And we never changed it, except when we lived in Palm Beach. And when we lived in Palm Beach, there was such prejudice. It, it was a, really, Palm Beach was a terrible place. There used to be signs on the posts outside of housing developments, no blacks, no Jews, and no dogs. I mean, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a time, but uh, my, my mother's best friend's last name was Goldner. And they used to make reservations in the name of Rendlog, which was gold is spelled backwards. And my parents were the Burns. Just knocked off a little Stein at the end of Bernstein. But um, I remember I was invited to a prom in Palm Beach. This boy invited me and he said, and my mother 
knows that you're Jewish, and she said she didn't care. At which point, I should have punched him in the nose and walked away, but I didn't. I bought a went dress, to, and, you went and I went to the prom. <laughs> Look, things have changed. They really have. Things have changed. What could you do? Okay, Rita, this part is about you giving dating advice, and this I can't wait to hear. I come to her for all technical things. I'm so stupid when all these, for my computer, for my iPod, she's very good technically. She could tell me anything, I'll listen. I don't challenge her. Sometimes I don't agree, but we work it out. We're sort of on the same page today, right, Rachel? She's right, which is why when I was planning on going on a date recently, Rita was the first person I wanted to call about it. She did say to me, listen, don't tell my mother I'm going to go out on this date. And I don't think she even knows to this day. The reason I didn't tell my mom was because she's dying for grandkids all the time. So any chance of any romantic prospect, she'll jump on. I said, listen, just go out and have a good time. Never go out thinking this could lead to something because that's when it doesn't. Me and this guy, we had two classes together. I thought he went off to law school. I wasn't even thinking about him. And I ran into him. He had mentioned drinks. I was getting a little antsy, honestly, because I didn't know what it was. And if it was a date, like, what was I going to do? As I was walking to the restaurant, he, like, honked at me because he was pulling up in his car. I think I'd asked him, like, what his future plans were. And then he pulls out a necklace, and the necklace had a ring on it. And he goes, oh, by the way, I'm engaged. So that was a little um, blindsiding. I remember saying, congratulations. That was my first reaction. And a little bit of relief, I guess, came across me. Because then I felt like the pressure was taken off the situation. But if you're going to find that having a relationship with a young man is going to be pressure, you know, that thought upsets me a little bit. But I feel like if you go in and you're on a date, and then you realize you're not on a date, that's kind of relieving, is it not? That's true. No, that's true. But that little bit of pressure, you can handle it. Because you're going to be yourself no matter what. I feel like it's a little bit hard to take that advice, though, because you're preaching after 50 years, 60 years of marriage. You didn't really have to try back then. Oh, no. What do you mean? Like, the dating process is different than it is now. Well, I guess so, because women are more independent. They have careers. My career was when my mother sent me to colleges to find a husband and get married. None of my friends had a career. We all got married. That was the career. Right. And so your dating process wasn't so selective, I guess? I think it's harder. It's true. Because I see so many terrific young women single. All my friends were married and not everyone was such a terrific girl. Do you know what I mean? And my day, you didn't leave. You stuck it out. You made it work. And that's the way it was. I don't know what she meant by you didn't have to try. You did have to try. You had to try very hard. <laughs> Look, I think it's hard for young people today to meet the right person. And I, there's so much pressures today. Life is not easy. It's complicated for these young people. And Rita, uh, life was complicated for us, too. Finding that person who wants to find you is complicated. My parents expected certain things. I mean, what is his family like? Does he have siblings? 
Today, I don't think that's one of the first questions that a parent asks. But today, these are grown-ups. They're in their late 20s. They're established. They know exactly what they want. When we got married, the truth of it is, at 21, you don't know who you are. You found somebody you thought was nice, came from a nice family. I think that some things have slid out in importance while other things have exactly religion is as important that's true as it was in and that you don't stage. have to love uh, your in-laws i mean you may not even see them they could live in california you see them once a year listen it's their life if they're that's happy it. that's it and that's it's all their life and, and, and that's, that's how i feel about it if they it. get married they get married they don't get married they don't get married if they're gay they're gay if they're straight they're straight whatever they are i love them and they should be happy and that's all that matters to me A hundred percent. I agree a hundred thousand percent. Don't go anywhere. We're just going for a quick commercial break. We'll wait for the commercial, but it can't be as important and as much fun as what we have to say. I don't know that the sponsor will love that. When I tell him I'm 90, (laughs) there's no stopping me. Rita, you can get away with anything. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This part is about Rita finding herself and what might have been, and actually what is and what I know Rita to be now. So tell me about when you went to college. I really became an independent person in that time. I just sort of found myself. I was short and I had some problems and I had no self-confidence. My parents just put me on the train. When I think now, that was crazy. Parents drive the kids up in a car and get them set up. I went all by myself. I managed. They put me in a freshman dorm with great girls and I made great friends and I survived. And that was sort of a turning point for me when I realized, you know, Rita, you're not such a terrible person. You're a pretty good independent person. Did your parents have any other expectations of you besides to get married? No. That's that's the one thing. 
when I met your papa, I transferred home. From living in a dorm to going to NYU, commuting on the subway, I just couldn't take it. I'll never forget. I had to read ancient history, a thick book, and I went crazy, and I called my parents up, and I said, that's it. I'm leaving NYU. I'm not finishing. And I left, which was so stupid. I had, like, another year to finish college. I would have loved to have been a lawyer. My daughter wanted to be a lawyer, and she is a lawyer. I encouraged her. They could have done that because I was a good student. I had good grades, and I think I would have been a good lawyer. But that was never that. It was just to get married and have kids. So how did you and Papa meet? He was a blind date. I had a friend that worked in a buying office. Remember when they used to have buying offices? Yeah. And Phil's sister worked in a buying office. They arranged a blind date. And uh, about six months, we got engaged. And when was my rush? I don't know now. (laughs) You know what? In those years, if you weren't married by 21, you were considered an old maid. Today, no. Who gets married at 21? Uh, This is something that's very unusual. I was a virgin when I got married. Um, And then when I got married, had the baby and you stayed home. And whatever your husband made, you got along on it. And we were married for 66 years. Three children, a son and two daughters, and it was a good marriage. Not perfect, but it was good. But I have to say, she's so much smaller than me at her age than I was. What can I tell you? She she argues things so rationally. And well, because I think it's because I graduated college, maybe. I mean, you went, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. No, 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 listen. <laughs> but I'm saying if we swapped, oh. if you grew up in my age, you would have had the opportunities that well, I had. Well, maybe. Maybe. I think it's just a matter of circumstance. Don't discount yourself, Rita. You're very smart. Is that nice for a granddaughter to say about her grandmother? When my girls went to college, I said, listen, you got to get out with something that you can be independent and make a living for yourself. Don't have to rely on everybody for for every penny in your pocket. And thank God they both have careers. Your mother is a dental hygienist. Blaney's a lawyer. And um, whatever. And then you also got a job as a bookkeeper and then a credit manager, and you really reinvented yourself after your kids left for college. I would have been good in whatever I decided to do, because I'm not stupid and, <laughs> and I'm not lazy, and I have to have something to keep my mind alive. Should you get a job now? Yeah, not yeah, now. Right now, in the middle of, <laughs> they're looking for a 90-year-old man. <laughs> for what? Poor people can't even get their own jobs. Listen, you can volunteer and do things. That's true. See, this is where Rita and I, but where the difference in our ages becomes... uh, Yes, that's true. I went to college because I wanted to get an education. I didn't go to meet a man. No, I don't don't mean that. Listen, I went to college, too. But but if you weren't married by 21, you were already... uh, Uh, I think that there's so much more equality today, Rita. I mean, women are not second-class citizens. No, that's true. Women. They're not expected to just be a mother. The funny part of it is I first went to work when my kids went off to college. But when I think back now... I probably could have had a nice career into something because whatever I did, I was quite capable. I didn't realize, you know, you don't know yourself till you, uh, Hillary Clinton got in trouble when she was running. She said, I'm not a woman that stays home and bakes, and bakes cookies. cookies. And it was like a put down. 
But it all depends on you. It could be very fulfilling being a, a wife and a mother. Raising kids today is not an easy job. It's a full-time job. It's nothing to look down on. I think today that there's a lot more competition between men and women. I think that women are as equal in business intelligence, let's put it that way, and know-how as men. However, in these big corporations, and my and Lainey works for, you know, a big bank, and yes, she's got yes. a big job. She's the only one there that's a woman. She's a managing director of the bank. She is not making what the men are making. There's still disparities. I hate to say, you know, I hate to say it. And then most of the women, like you say, are smarter than the men. It's, I think women have a certain savvy that men don't have. It's a biological thing. They just see things a little bit differently on a different level. Absolutely. This part is about what being a grandmother means to Rita. And I have a feeling that you're going to see it means everything in the world to her. Being a grandmother was very defining for me, I have to say. Because my three children didn't get married until they were 34. What were you, 63? Yeah. So that's late in life to be a grandmother. My mother is older than that, and she doesn't have grandchildren. So I don't know if she's more anxious for grandkids than you were, but she's going to have to wait longer. That I have no control over. <laughs> Look, if you'll be married, you'll be married. And if you won't be married, we'll still love you. What can I tell you? Oh, thanks. Yeah. What do you think about like your grandkids and how we turned out? I love my grandkids. They're all great kids. They're healthy and they're normal, and that's all you can ask for at this stage. They're growing up in hard times, though. I have to say, if this pandemic goes much longer, it's going to do damage to the kids that they don't mm -hmm. realize. And they're missing out graduations and whatever. Yeah. It's sad. It really is sad. Is there anything that would be a deal breaker with our relationship? Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Oh, good to know. Nothing. Listen, I'm going to love you guys no matter what. And the problems there, I'll just have to live with. That's it. And you accept each one for what they are. That's good to know. There's nothing that will come between my relationship with uh, my grandchildren. I think that being a grandparent is being a rock. It's just being there. I think that yes. it's a soft place to fall. Listen, I don't say murder or, or killing somebody, but that's not in their nature. You know what I mean? You have to be realistic. No, Rita, I would say, look how she holds a knife. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> look, even if they get married and I don't, I don't like the person they married, I would, you know, I'm, I'm not going to uh, step in and say, oh, maybe I would say something else. <laughs> now that I think about it. You could tell, you could tell me, Rita. Right. <laughs> Rachel, what was my password for my Apple ID? I forgot already. Call me when you get a chance. Rachel, it's Mom. It's 2.30. I just had your phone activated, and I picked up the bottom of the, and there was a whole charger and everything in there. I didn't have to buy one. Okay, I'll speak to you later, sweetheart. Thanks for the phone. They told me that phone is $700. I couldn't believe it. All right, take care. Credits. You want me to say the word credits? 
Call Your Grandmother is a production of iHeartRadio and Superb Entertainment. The hosts of the show are me, Rita Kay. And me, Ellen Bernstein-Grodsky. Created by Meryl Poster. Produced and directed by Anna Stumpf. With producer Abu Zafar and associate producer Emily Marinoff. Managing producer Lindsay Hoffman. Music and mastering by Hamilton Lighthouser and Anna Stump. The executive producers are Meryl Poster, Nikki Itor, and Mangesh Hachi. Okay, let me start again. I've been practicing and I owe the hot tea and Mangesh Hachi Kadur. Don't forget to rate and review us or we will be very disappointed. Don't let us down. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. What are you waiting for? Rate and review us already. Hi, Rachel. It's Mom. I'm sorry to bother you. It's 10.15. I got the flashlight on, on on my cell phone. I don't know how to turn it off. I don't know how I turned it on, but I can't turn it off. Call me back. I don't know how I'll get it off. Everything else is good. Hope it's good with you, too. Love you. Bye. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.